Welcome to the Revolutionary CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Lynch, Paris lover, devoted boy mom, Capricorn, and chronic overachiever. After launching my business in 2020, it grew faster than I anticipated and quickly turned into all the things I hated about toxic corporate overwork culture. Now I'm restructuring it to prioritize the lifestyle I desire and break free from overworking without compromising my income. Join me every Wednesday as I give you the inside scoop on how to balance business, work, motherhood, self-care, and mental health. As your marketing coach, I'll also be sharing my experiences with contractors and clients, having a team, as well as personal and business branding, practical business and marketing advice, strategies, and tips. Let's get into it. So my kid was randomly out of school on Monday for a virtual school day. What the entire fuck? (laughs) It's like they don't give a damn about working moms, do they? Because who do they think is really going to be responsible for taking care of the child on this random off day in the middle of the school year that just started at the beginning of this month? Anyway, obviously today's episode is about how working moms really aren't set up for success. And this definitely needs to be a conversation because so many of my very ambitious very hardworking, very high achieving entrepreneurs in my community, we tend to really suffer when it comes to being a mom and having these businesses or still working in corporate or God forbid, having both the business and corporate, we really are struggling. And no one's talking about how nothing is set up for us to succeed. Nothing is set up for us to win. So let's get into it. So like I said, my kid was randomly off on Monday and I remember looking at the schedule and I was like, what is this virtual day? And yeah, they gave them little assignments, but who is going to be responsible for that kid 90% of the time that they are out of school? It's always going to be the mom. Now, my husband and I are separated, so it made it very easy for us to kind of divvy up the day. But typically, he's not very helpful on these days that my kid is out of school for whatever random plague that he's gotten from his classmates or random holidays. Unless he happens to be off from work or he takes a day off, it's usually going to be me, which sucks. And it just made me think back to how corporate was really never designed to see us thrive as mothers either. It's like they want us to choose either being successful and thriving in corporate or being a good mother. Like a lot of you are not in the United States, but everyone on the whole planet knows that maternity leave is a scam in the United States. Like they don't give it to us. And when they do, it's like maybe two months to be with your child. Now I breastfed my child for an entire year. And I tell the story all the time about how I had to leave the job that I found um, when I first was pregnant with him. I just started that job. And when he was born, I was um, nursing, you know, and I was pumping at work and they gave me like a dedicated space, but then they needed that space for someone else's office. So then I had no dedicated space. So they let me work from home for a little while. And while I was home, I wasn't necessarily pumping because he was there. So I just would feed him and then give him back to my mother-in-law at the time. But, you know, once they needed me to come back in the office, I couldn't pump the proper amount anymore, I guess, because I hadn't been pumping consistently. And so I'm like, well, can I just work from home and continue working from home? So I was able to do my job clearly fine. And we see after, you know, the panorama of 2020 that a lot of us could successfully do our jobs from home. But at that time, you know, they didn't know that. But still, I was doing it and they they wouldn't let me. So I had to leave that job and find a job that would allow me to work from home. The whole company was remote, but I took a huge pay cut. And that started the saga of pay cuts and being set back in my career, all because I had a child and wanted to be what I felt was a good mother um, to my child. 
And you know what's funny is that moms are the ones that everyone knows is typically taking the child to school and picking the child up, but we're also the ones that get the snide comments from employers or coworkers about the fact that we leave to go get this child. So you guys know, I talked about in maybe episode two or three of this season about how, I think it was episode two, how I went back to corporate for a little while while I was in the process of switching over my business model. And it was a woman, a black woman who hired me. And I was so excited because we had a lot in common. She had this great business that she had built. I told her about my business. She knew about my child and my responsibility was picking up my child. She knew the time. I always needed to be able to get to the school by three o'clock. She knew this. She had multiple children. She had like four or five kids. So she understood, or so I thought, that I had this schedule, but I would continue working from home. Well, when she was letting me go, we had this talk that was supposed to be me contracting and then turned into her shaming me. But she was like, yeah, and we didn't really get to connect because when I was coming in the office in the afternoon you were leaving and I was thinking why did she feel the need to make that comment she knew I was going to be leaving she kept saying things like and everyone here works really hard and um I know you can focus on your business now and I was like this bitch is trying to say that I'm not working as hard because I'm, I'm not like living in the office. And the reason that we're not connecting isn't because she isn't making time for her employees, but it's because my schedule is inconvenient because I have to go home and pick up my kid. And things like this happen to women all the time. And I know a lot of you are dealing with this stuff too. And it's so frustrating, especially if you're the ambitious type. And what's funny is that a lot of us started businesses because we thought it would be better for us, right? But we're kind of in the same place because it feels like entrepreneurship really is no different because not only are you leadership because you run the business, but you're also the service provider and operations and customer service. So it feels like it's like a never ending cycle of being a shitty mom when you really don't want to be, but you also want to be successful. And don't get me started on all of the experts and coaches and people who have taught how to grow businesses and make a crap ton of money, all of the methodologies seem like they are also not designed for working moms. Working moms can't go live all the time, but there are so many coaches who taught you to just go live as if you can do that all the time, or as if you have the energy to show up on social media, on all the channels, making brand new content all the damn time and making all these perfect edits. And like we have the energy to be in hosting a year long program or having five different things going on all at the same time. It's as, again, it's as if we are never considered. It's as, and, and they kind of shame you too when you're telling them like, I couldn't do it because of my kid or I wasn't able to because of this schedule or something came up. It sounds like excuses to them and they make you feel like you're someone who's making a bunch of excuses when you're really not. So I want to start this conversation off by talking about how we really should be shaping our businesses around our family and personal values. You see, I think a lot of us are so trained in corporate to work 9 to 5 p.m., 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., and that we have to be on these schedules because that's business hours. I'm doing air quotes, if you will. Those are business hours. And so our children almost, and I'm sad to say this, but it's true, feel like an inconvenience when they have to come home because they're sick or their stupid school has them out on a random day. It's like, oh, now my kid's home. This summer was really hard for me because my kid refused to go to summer camp and I'm like oh he doesn't want to go to camp and I was thinking like how sad is that that this child that I love so much and he's like my best friend I'm like annoyed that he is in my space when I'm trying to do business and I don't want to feel that way about him 
So this summer, I anticipated having shorter hours. I knew I would need to take him around nine, which is different from school year because he's in school at seven something. So I have like a whole extra hour and a half. I knew I would lose that hour and a half. No big deal. And I also knew that I would need to pick him up every day by 3 p.m. So I knew that my business day was going to end in the summer by three. But I mean, it was giving summer hours. So I was like, this is perfect. What I didn't anticipate was that with the separation, he was going to just not want to go to camp. And he also was going to want to specifically be with me because my mother still, she's retired now, but I still pay her and I specifically pay her to support my home. So she's my home manager here at my new place. And she takes care of my kid when I need her to. She feeds him. And when I'm busy with my services, she takes care of him. So he feels the love and he gets the attention still, but it's not for me. I didn't anticipate him just skipping the part where he left the home for guaranteed hours every single day. And because I felt so bad about the separation, not knowing his internal feelings and like, oh my God, he's going to need therapy. I really just kind of conformed to his needs and said, okay, he needs to be with me. My business was not set up for this. And with me not being with my spouse, who was paying the majority of the home bills, I now had more home bill responsibilities, which meant I need to work. And a lot of you are like, I need to make money. Like it's all fine and dandy when I watch these women who are like, I only work 20 minutes a day and I have eight kids and my business makes a million dollars. I'm like, fuck, that's not me. Like I make regular people money, excellent money, but regular people money. And I have one child and I'm struggling to keep up with that one. So I'm glad that you figured out how to have 20 kids and make a million dollars only working 20 minutes. But most of us, that's just not the case, especially us service providers and coaches. We really don't have it like that. And the people honestly saying those comments never look like me. I don't see a whole lot of black women or women of color saying that shit. It's never us celebrating how much time we have because we have nannies and all these extra things. A lot of us just don't have that. And so when I think about how poorly the summer went, I wanted to talk with you guys about shaping your business around your family and personal values, because we're going to have to start making some changes to our businesses to accommodate our little humans that we love so much. Now, I'm not trying to give up my money, but I'm saying we got to make some shifts. So I'll share just a, a quick little glimpse of some shifts that I made in the past. So, you know, I know summertime is not always the best for my kid, right? Um, he usually goes to camp, but still, I know it's shorter hours. So I wouldn't have a lot of things that required a lot of extra time. So I might do like a shorter program versus my longer program. I might just do one-on-one, -on -one, like maybe I'll do VIP days or, you know, one-on-one -on -one coaching and mentorship because those things don't take as much time as my, my typical long-term term coaching program. Every summer and every like winter during the holidays, I offered just those particular services because I knew that that schedule adjustment would allow me to be able to have time with my child and also just adjust to the shorter hours that are available for me to get work done. You can do this too. You got to think of your business seasonally, not seasonal like we're clothing brands and it's like fall clothes versus winter clothes. Now I'm thinking about how a lot of you in Europe and even in the US, like we know summertime is summer break. In Europe, you know it's holiday time and no one's going to be working anyway. We all have to think about our businesses like, okay, seasonally, I'm not going to make as much money if I think people are going to be very present with me. I can't have my coaching program where they have to be involved every single week. That's just not going to work. But maybe I could do that VIP day that I typically do sometimes. Let me do the VIP day. Maybe I'll just do one-on-one -on -one coaching for people who just want that one-on-one -on -one attention where their schedule, they can control their schedule 
schedule because they can just they can book their times for their one on one sessions versus group programs. There's a designated time that they have to go and the coach chooses that it's different when you do one on one. So think about your business like that. Maybe I should sell my digital products in the summertime because I don't need to be as present. Like think about your business like that. If you could think about your business like that, this would be more helpful. So this summer, I I saw the problem happening and I immediately adjusted to what I was launching and I launched VIP days, which gave me an excellent cushion of income in the month of June. And then I just did a five-day sale in my shop. This is tail end of summertime, also getting him acclimated to school. So these were all of my choices that I made. You should think about how you can shift your business and think about future shifts you might need to make. As your kids get older, you're going to notice that you they need more of your time. They need more of your help. So my kid is in the second grade now. Kindergarten and first grade was easy. Like he was breezing through, even though with the ADHD and him getting in trouble in class, he was still breezing through the learning. But now he needs help with the learning. We need tutors. We need to be involved with homework. He has real homework. We didn't have those things before. As your kids get older, you're going to discover that they need you more and more as the years go on. And your presence is even more important as they get older. Yes, it's very important when they're babies and they're children because you're establishing that bond and that relationship. But as they get older, they're able to articulate that need a lot better. And you start to understand like, man, I really have to be there for this child. And it sucks, like no doubt, it sucks. Um, Being a mom, (laughs) I always say having kids is a scam. It's a scam because they're cute, you love them, you're obsessed, but also everything about your life and your, your autonomy just changes because you just don't really have a lot of choices that you could have if, if you didn't have children. And I, I love I love being a mother. So it's why it's important to me to talk to you guys about how you really need to shape and shift your business to accommodate these little humans that we we love so much. What things can you shift in your business model to allow you to have the time for your child as that time becomes greater as they get older? What things can you do Maybe you had a group program, but could that group program be self-study? Haven't you, have you done the group program long enough to have enough quality control to say, okay, I know the questions that typically come up when they come up. Can this program not happen live anymore? Maybe you could just have a community space. I did that with one of my main programs. I said, okay, I can't do this, this live anymore. I'm tired, but I had run so many cohorts that it was okay because I knew every question, documented everything. And was able to turn it into a self-study program. Could you do that? Do you have to constantly have these retainer clients that feels like, oh my God, I'm always working? Or could you just do a few VIP days a month and still make the same revenue with less time? I think a lot of you aren't thinking about the possibilities because you're so used to, like you're so afraid to change your offers because I'm making all my money this way. So if I change it, where will my money go? You might take a little dip in revenue, but you at the end of the day, can shift your business model and continue to make the kind of revenue that you're making if you make very, very intentional changes to how you're running your business and you have realistic expectations for how long it's going to take those shifts to make the kind of impact long-term that you're looking for. Because the last thing that you want to do is have a business where you're feeling like an even more of a shitty mom because you're really not able to be present because that is your livelihood and you feel like there's no other way when good, you know good and well that there are other ways because we see people doing things in other ways and we're forgetting that that is a possibility for us too. 
Feeling like you're ready for the next level of growth as a CEO and in your business, but you aren't sure where to start or what to prioritize first? Then take the Entrepreneur's Growth and Alignment Quiz to gain clarity on your strengths and areas for improvement. This powerful tool provides personalized insights and a customized action plan to help you grow, expand, and scale your business without burnout. Plus, you'll receive immediate action steps and a personalized plan based on your alignment and growth stage. This quiz will help you gain clarity on your business goals and values, focus your efforts on the areas that matter most, develop a clear action plan for success, overcome common obstacles and challenges, and help you make more informed decisions. Take the quiz now at growthandalignmentquiz.com to start your journey toward aligned and sustainable growth. What I really want you to do when you're pursuing shaping your business around your family and personal values is think about business goals that you have. And as you plan those business goals, remember to prioritize your family and personal values first. Yes, I have business goals of being a speaker, but I want the speaking revenue to replace some of my coaching and VIP day revenue, right? I'm thinking of how I want to still make the kind of impact that my coaching business would normally make, but how can I reach more people with less time? Speaking is going to allow me to do that. I can get on stage one day, maybe one weekend. But if I had my coaching program, it's every week. It's multiple times a week. It's for three months, four months, six months, 12 months. A speaking engagement is one thing. And if I can start to create goals around how I want my family life to be, if you can do that for yourself, this is how we hack our businesses to allow us to still pursue success and ambition without doing long-term damage to our children. I really want to talk now about how to make time for your child, even when you're a high achiever and you really want to succeed in business when, when you have those really big goals. And the first thing I want to talk about is the mindset of just wanting to be successful and having big aspirations and goals, right? Because there's this whole ambitious mind cycle that you go through where you really do want to laser focus on success, but mom guilt is always present and it's just such a distraction to your ambitions, right? Your pursuit. We have to learn to give ourselves grace as mothers because I think we forget that we are doing a lot. But when we have businesses, maybe we can't do as much as we want to do, but that doesn't make us any less of good mothers. It means our time has changed. And you know, the funny thing is dads never think that they're shitty dads when they don't do stuff all the time. It's just us. It's like as if we feel we have to always be going, but guys don't think like that. They're like, look at me. I I sat with my kid. I gave my kid a bath. I did the laundry this time. And they like give themselves a pat on the back. And so does the society gives them a pat on the back and they feel good about themselves. Not us. We're like, okay, all I did today was make them dinner, but it wasn't even a gourmet dinner. I put her to bed, but like, I didn't even give her the 18 kisses I normally would give because I had to take that one call. So I only gave her five kisses. Such a shitty mom. It's like, we just don't see that we're still doing the work and what work we are able to do is good enough. (laughs) And it's sad because we don't deserve that. We have to start being able to give ourselves grace. We have to change the perception of what success looks like for us too. When it comes to your mindset as a, as a working mom, ambitious mom, You have got to start changing the perception of what success looks like. I talked about this on social media a couple of months ago, and I said, 
you know what success looks like for me? I had this one day and I tell this story and I'm going to tell it proudly every time. I had this one day where, you know, I worked my normal schedule, but then I picked Liam up and I knew that right after school is a really important time for a child's day. So I should give him my undivided attention on my calendar. And I'll share a link to this YouTube video where I talk about how I time block my calendar. I have times on my calendar that says, spend time with Liam after school, pick him up. And then there's a time that says, have dinner with Liam. Those two windows of time are very important on my calendar. And so I need us to change the perception of what success looks like because on this particular day, I picked him up and for my window right after school, I spent time with him. And normally I would spend exactly those 45 minutes right after school and then by four o'clock get back on it to finish out my business day. But this particular day, we were playing for the 45 minutes and um, at the time I was still with my husband. So we were supposed to all go out and ride scooters. For some reason, his scooter didn't work. So just me and Liam rode my scooter to the neighborhood next door that has a park. And we went to the park and he he took his shoes off and he was running around. He got muddy and he played with his schoolmate that we happened to see and meet up with. And I talked with the mom and hung out, made a little mom friend. And then we came back and we spent basically the entire evening until basically bedtime and dinner time. So I had to go home and get, I, I make dinner for him. So I made him dinner and then um, I gave him to my husband to put to bed and that was it. And I thought about, even though I was kind of I normally would have been obsessed over like, oh, I'm missing hours of work. I didn't really think about business. I didn't use my phone to do any work. I was very present with my child. But guess what was happening? I got like email list subscribers during this time. Someone, um, I had I had someone book a like a sales call with me for one offer and had another person sign their contract and make their payment. So business still was happening, even though I was present with my child. And that was success for me. It was successful that I spent time with my child and didn't think about work. We got to start changing how we look at success. And then consider your options for revenue. I just talked about this a little bit earlier in this episode. Think about the different formats that you can have your exact same offers in. Maybe it's no longer a group. Pro maybe it's no longer one-on-one. -on -one. Maybe it should be a group program. Maybe it should no longer be a group program. Maybe it can be self-study. Maybe it can be a course. Maybe it can be a course in community. Think about that. Because the more you can think about how you can change your offer formats, the better off you will be. Think about having seasonal offers. Oh, it's summertime. I know that I'm no longer, I know that I'm never going to launch my group program in the summertime because I know that that's a terrible time for me. I'm only going to launch it first quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, first and third quarter, whatever works for you. And also think about active versus passive offers. Because I think a lot of us got into the high ticket space and we started feeling like low ticket offers were beneath us, right? They don't make as much money. If my offer isn't paying high four figures, five figures, then why am I even doing it? I get that. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I kind of thought that way too, because I feel like all the high ticket coaches made you feel shame around wanting to do anything low ticket. Like you're doing a $99 workshop, peasant. <laughs> but as I got further along in business, I realized they were just pushing their own shit onto me. And really these low ticket offers be coming through with the money. Okay. Because the way my shop's five day sale came in and scooped in and swooped in and took care of my business revenue this month, I'm, I'm saying like we're missing out on still making revenue without bending over backwards and killing ourselves to make it. We got to stop looking at success as making a million dollars in a month and look at success as being, I didn't make a million dollars, but I still made like 
10k off some fucking $99 offers. Like that's dope. We need to start having boundaries and asking for more help. You got to get support at home. And whether if you're single, do you have family? Do you have friends you can trust? Can you form a mom group? One of my friends said that she and another working mom decided that they would like partner up and one person would give the kids undivided attention for a block of time and the other mom will get work done and then they'll switch. And I was like, that's brilliant. It's like nanny sharing, but for people who can't get nannies or don't have nannies, right? They just don't have nannies that they can trust. So they had to do it for each other. I have family here. My mother's here. How can I get my mama to retire and work for me was my thought process. When Liam was first born, my mother-in-law kept him. He didn't go to daycare and he didn't go to school. He went to Montessori school at 14 months, 15 months old. Yes, I was one of those month counters. They make you count months when your baby's little. (laughs) 15 months old, he started school. But up until that point, he was home every day with my mother-in-law. And now that he's older, he's home after school every day with my mom. You got to ask for help and get support. Get in where you fit in. You won't got a budget. Make friends with some other mama who ain't got no budget either. And you two help each other. You got the budget for nanny's nanny share. Ask your husband to help you if you have one. You got a boyfriend. Um, If you're going to be in my life and I'm a mom, you got to take care of this kid. <laughs> Start releasing some of those mental labor responsibilities. One of the reasons why I knew my husband and I weren't right for each other is because he just, he wasn't helping me or seeing that I needed help, even though I was clearly communicating my need for help. Sometimes people don't help you, but you do have to put yourself in a position where you find someone who will, who will help get rid of some of those mental label responsibilities. I started saying, I don't know what we're having for dinner. What do you want for dinner? I'm not thinking of a friggin' menu for you people. Decide what you want and yeah, I can make it. Hey, how about you order some food? What do we want to order? I don't know. What cuisine would you like? Stop asking me. I'm not filling out the school forms. You fill it out. You know what I'm saying? Because these are things that add up and take away from the mental labor that we already have to expel doing this for our businesses, let alone doing it at home too. We just have to start realizing as women that we are not the only ones who should be doing. We're not secretaries in our homes. We're not home maids. You know, we're not house managers. We're not the only people who are responsible for those things in our homes. And when you can start to be comfortable speaking up for yourself, the better off you're going to be in business to continue to pursue success and ambition the way you want to without feeling shitty about it. Because now it's everyone's responsibility. One of the last things I want to leave you with is how I do make ample time for my child. I already hinted at it and I promise I'll share the YouTube episode, but Um, the YouTube video. But what I've done for my business is time block my business and have very specific days where I'm doing very specific things in my business. I have a creative day. I have a copywriting day. I have a recording day. I have an editing day. I have windows of time where I'm, I'm copywriting for this. I'm doing it for that. I'm doing whatever. You have to make time for the things that you have to do in your business so that you feel like you're getting it all done. But make time for yourself. I have windows of time where I'm supposed to go on my walks. I have windows of time where I am supposed to be uh, making sure I eat lunch. I have times where I go to my Pilates class. You guys see, I show my little Pilates all the time on my stories when I go with my mother. I have time for that. Meditation time, journal time. Yeah, make it. Put it on the calendar. But also put time on your calendar for those babies. 
I know I got to take my kid to school. I know what window of time that is. I know I have to pick him up. And when I pick him up, he's going to want to spend time with me and snuggle. I have to do that. It's on the calendar. I believe you should eat dinner with your children. I schedule time to eat dinner with my kid. Do you think I want to eat dinner with him? I want to eat dinner by myself. I want to enjoy my wine or my special soda that I don't let him have because he shouldn't be having all that sugar, but I want all the acid and sugar for myself. I want to eat my special desserts without him asking for them, knowing good and damn well it's too much sugar for him. I want to eat in peace, but I make that time for my child because we should. You got to have windows where you're just not doing any work. You have to have windows of time where you're not going to be on your phone. You're not recording content. I will share in the show notes the link to my time blocking video. And that video talked about corporate, having the business, and being a mom all in one. So you're welcome. At the end of the day, all I'm trying to say in this episode is we need to take back our control. We need to have more boundaries and assert those boundaries. We need to have better and clear communication of our limitations and our needs. We have to prioritize our children, but also make it very clear to them that we work for a living just like daddy. Because one thing my son will say is like, well, daddy can pay for it, right? Well, he could, but mommy not with daddy. So now mommy got to pay for all this shit and I still got to work. I've always made it very clear that he is uh, definitely a priority to me, but mommy's work and he needs to respect that mommy's work. And so all of my time can't just be for him, but let's designate time that will be just for him. And I need to respect that boundary. And he'll tell me too, like, you're not supposed to be on your phone. I can't be on my iPad. You're not supposed to be on your phone. And I'm like, touche. But the biggest thing that I want to leave you with is that we need to shape our businesses around our needs. You got to, you got to prioritize you. You can still make huge impact and make a shit ton of money without bending over backwards and killing yourself and working all day and and neglecting your child. Okay. We can do it. I'll see you in the next episode. If you enjoyed this episode as much as I did, subscribe to the Revolutionary CEO podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform and leave a review to let me know the moments you enjoyed the most. For insights, tips, and conversations, connect with me on Instagram, YouTube, or TikTok. I'm always at Her Marketing Coach. Together, let's continue empowering ambitious and driven women in business. Talk to you next week.